Welcome back to the Ghost and Shadow Podcast. This is your boy, Billy Goldfang. And this is your boy, Ray Vegas, co-piloting the ship today. Stop thinking about your dreams and start acting on them. I'd like to give a big shout out to all of our followers and supporters on social media. We appreciate you guys helping with the movement. And if you're interested in supporting this podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash goldfang. You'll be a VIP member, an MVP member, just a supporter. It's all up to you. And there are details on there in terms of what all those benefits are. All right, so I think today we were just doing a little bit of uh, pre-roll discussion here, and I think we, we started to get heated about uh, where freedom begins and ends. Because freedom isn't free, and it can't be free for both of us. It always comes with a price. <laughs> That's amazing, there's nothing free about freedom. There really isn't. You gotta, yeah, you gotta work for it, and then you gotta work to maintain it. So yeah, one of the things that, that always comes up in, dis- in conversation is, you know, I always hear people saying like, oh, if I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z, that's my freedom. You know, free country. People do shit and say free country. Um, it bothers me that people, for the most part, use free country as a negative when they're doing something negative. You know, somebody slams the door in your face, they say free country. Somebody takes the last item that you're about to pick up at the supermarket and they go free country. It'd be nice if we could do better things for each other and cite it as being part of your freedom kind of like using it as a defense mechanism or like an excuse to do something ignorant yeah and they're like free country it's like man like what if you just held the door for somebody and they said thank you and you're like well free country you know what i mean i could do (laughs) i could do a favor if you want you help me move this couch yeah sure free country (laughs) yeah i mean there's everybody's out for themselves i mean there's nothing it doesn't even sound right saying it because we're so used to hearing it as in a negative in a negative sense yeah 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 and one thing that my brother, uh, my younger brother was telling me about is, um, you know, people always are just like, you know, it's a free country, so I get to do whatever I want. I get to, you know, I should be able to, you know, coal roll down the street and spew pollution all over everybody. Or I should be able to drive a loud car that blows out people's eardrums and, and you know, possibly deafens children. And that's why there are laws to keep certain balances in check, you know? I mean, it, it's nice to say that we live in America and people want to say that, you know, we, we live in the greatest country. But we're also, I feel like over the last couple of years, man, it's just a, a divided country. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's, it would be, it'd be a lot nicer if we can actually get along with each other and stop pitting ourselves against each other or letting media pit, you know, pit sides against each other because that's it's happening perpetually and i'm so i'm i'm over it i'm, I'm tired of it mm-hmm. i'm tired of you know certain people you know feeling more privileged or feeling better than another side or looking down at people because they express a different political view or bro it's it's exhausting it is exhausting and I, it's, don't, I don't care who you are or what you do or what your affiliation is like People are letting it hinder their lives, letting somebody else's views and opinions hinder their lives. Like, I don't care what, you know, what, what you eat don't make me shit. Like, I, I really don't care. Yeah. It's gotten to a point now where I think if you go to the store, you can almost like there, there's this weirdness about it of like, is this the person who runs the store or this person behind the, the counter or whatever, delivering my cheeseburger to my table or like, do they have opposing political views as me? Am I allowed to have a conversation in front of them? You know what I mean? Or is it going to start some kind of a problem because people are very much identifying themselves as their political views as opposed to being a person first and then having political views second and bringing those out when it comes time to vote. Now it's just something that's on everybody's 
mind all the time. Um, but in terms of freedom, like, you know, it is a free country to an extent, you know, we can't have our freedoms impeding on each other. So you can, you're free to do whatever you want, but you can't, I think I mentioned this in one of the prior podcasts, like you could do pretty much anything you want as long as everybody else is away with it. it. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's like, well, I have the, I should have the right to walk down the street with a rifle. And it's, and to me, it's like, you know, I'm a, I also have, um, you know, firearms license and all that stuff, but it's, there's a fine line between freedom and, and, in, and, and intimidation, yeah, and intimidation. just causing an yeah. intimidation and, and terror and, and in a completely unnecessary space. Well, you, you see people who live in PA kind of laugh. I mean, I know when we go to the gun stores uh, out in PA, they say, oh, you live in Jersey. You can't do this. You can't have this. You can't have that. Mm-hmm. But then you think about we're in like a, a densely, you know, metro area. Could you imagine if they allowed some of the the cities in, you know, New Jersey to for everyone to have firearms? It would be it'd be chaos. Mm-hmm. It would be absolute chaos. And like you said, intimidation would be, you know, intimidation factor would be one of the biggest things. Yeah. I just feel like we're so wound up as a society, um, you know, nowadays that it wouldn't take much for, you know, someone who had a bad day at work to just, you know, d- feel like hey i got my gun on me and i'm gonna do what i want or go have a go to a bar and start drinking i mean it happens now with mass shootings so people say oh well you know if everybody had a gun maybe there would be less mass shootings i don't know that though but then again you start giving you know karen and you know jaquan a gun and you know karen and jaquan don't gel man it's it's gonna be a problem they're trying to walk down the same path in a park and next you know somebody feels threatened even though they aren't and they react as if they're threatened you know what I mean? And they think they're in the right because they're like, well, I have the right to stand my ground. It's like, yeah, but if you're overreacting or if you're mentally unstable or if you have an irrational fear of a specific thing, you're likely to overreact. You know, how many times you want to strangle somebody on the road that's driving like an asshole and cutting you off or somebody drove, you know, is driving five miles per hour less than you would like them to. And you're freaking on your horn, riding their bumper. I mean, yeah, we're, we're pretty what aggressive. Happens, what happens when that happens and you get into a fender bender and you two of you have to pull over and you're cursing each other out and you're both armed. You know, I don't I don't know how that works in other states. I don't know if. You know, I'm making the assumption that in other states where open carry is or even concealed carry is legal, um, that those people are it's something they were born and raised with, that they know how to be responsible. They know how to keep a long fuse in New Jersey, especially we have a short fuse, bro. Like somebody steps in front of you in Starbucks by accident that didn't realize that you were in line and we're already our blood pressures up. We're ready to strangle somebody. You know what I mean? Like saying, excuse me, I thought, you know, I'm, the line's actually back here is for some reason harder for us than just getting pissed off about it. Sure, bro. Growing up in the 90s when Jordans were like the big thing, you oh know, like God, sneaker, think about it. let somebody step on your Jordans or your brand new Timberlands. It was a problem. Yeah. It was like a sign of disrespect that somebody accidentally stepped in your Jordans or on your Timberlands. Mm hmm. Man, it's just different times and wild times. I can imagine back in the in the early '90s uh, or or mid '90s, you know, yo man, you just stepped on my J's and lifting up your waistband, and you know, got a nine millimeter in your in in your waistband, and that and uh, another guy's got on you know Pumas, and but he just stepped on your on your Jordans, and Mm -hmm. it's like. I got a little twenty-two, pew pew, <laughs> like, a little pea shooter, a little pea shooter. But 
I, d- I think that, like you said, it would be one of those things where everybody would be um, in- intimidating people. So even if you're, you know, it was not going to be a, a gunfight, it's just the intimidation factor. Yes. I don't know how folks in but New I think, Jersey per se would handle that if everybody was able to, you know, carry firearms. Yeah. I, mean, I think the perception is that if everyone's armed, then everyone will be more polite. And I don't think that fear is a good way to control the level of politeness. I don't think that being, a, you know, you shouldn't have to be afraid to upset somebody. You should, you know, because that starts to get weird with your freedom of speech. You know, what happens when you, you have the right to say something and someone else thinks they have the right to shut you up about it? And it happens all the time. Yeah. Everybody thinks that their opinion or their view is the right view and opinion. And people will, you know, convict it t- till their death. I mean, it's what... D- the, the video clip that uh, surfaced probably a month or two ago where you can see on somebody's home cam um, a husband and wife. I think it was over snow. It was like during it was snowing or something. And they were kind of going back and forth. And you see the one guy exit the frame. He goes in his house. He comes back and shoots the husband and wife cold, like dead in the middle of the street. Yeah. Over an argument about, I think it was shoveling the snow or cutting the grass or something. Like, could you imagine and then he turned the gun on himself and, and killed himself. Well, because he knew now I'm going to jail yeah, or fucked. whatever the situation yeah. is. Um, or if he's in a state that gets the death penalty, then it's like, might as well speed it up. We are a free country that is so divided. People are scared of each other because of their nationality and skin tones. And it's it's absolute wild to me that even in like 2021, we have racism. Like, there's really not a whole lot of pure blood anything in this country anymore. Yeah. Everybody's mixed race, whether it's black and white, white and black, you know, Spanish and this, you know, um, European and, and Asian. It, it, we're such a mixed bag of nuts. But yet people are still racist and still fearful of people because of their skin tone or ethnicity. Mm-hmm. It's not just about skin tone. Like, you could, you're probably sitting there right now as a white dude thinking, what's my ethnicity? White? No, you're German and Italian and Irish and, you know, Nordic of some kind. Yeah, and who cares kind. what happened to being American? But at one point, those countries were not cool together. You know what I mean? Like there, there was at a, there was a certain point where you, yeah, sure, your skin was white in both of those countries, but you would have killed each other if you saw each other in the street at one point in time. There's no, there's no world in which, you know, white people were all united at one point. But like everyone was divided Altogether, it's just try people form tribes. Those tribes get egos, and then those tribes squabble with each other, and then they kill each other. And that's always been the the, the history of human, you know, existence. Yeah. Now there's Democrats and Republicans. Right. And that didn't matter a long time ago. I grew up. I grew up thinking that I was a Democrat because we were poor. I thought that like, yeah, we want social services and we want you know welfare. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for welfare in the first you know six years of my life, whatever it is. And later finding out that like, oh, when when you're old enough to ask your family, like, who do you who do we vote for? What do we consider ourselves as a family? The answer was Republican. And it blew my mind. You know, I I had no idea. I had no idea. And nowadays that's impossible to not know what somebody's political views are that you live with or that's a family. Everybody knows what each other's political views are because that's all that they do is talk about it or talk about how like a like a sleeve. Yeah, they're they're. You know, everyone thinks they're right and the other person is wrong. And my outlook on right and wrong has always been, I don't want to be right. I just want to do the right thing. So I don't care if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then correct me. Let me know. 
but I need to see all the data. I need the syntopical data. It's called syntopical data, syntopical research. It's when you look at a bunch of different sources of information and then form an opinion. And nowadays people just choose the information that's out there that aligns with what they want to believe. So if somebody walks up to you and says, oh my God, you're, um, you're a millionaire and you just go, I am. And suddenly you have, you know, you think you have a million dollars and this person, and you're like, wow, I, I hadn't, and I just, you know, oh, that's crazy. I have a millionaire now. That's what people do. Like it's just because somebody walks up to you and tells you something you want to hear doesn't make it true. You don't want to live in a world where everything you do, you think is in the right. You should always be wondering, am I the best version of myself? Am I the smartest version of myself? Is this information actually true? And it's so weird that people are, they're, they're perfectly fine with having an opinion against, you know, to questioning opinions that aren't theirs, but they don't question the opinions that are theirs. I want to know if I'm right or wrong. I want to know if my thoughts are, you know, correct or if I've just been exposed to the wrong information, you know, like it's just, and it's just the information that I want to believe. If I believe, if I want to believe that aliens are real and somebody comes up to me and says aliens are real, I, I shouldn't just go, okay, I knew it all along. I'm so smart. I should say, what makes you say that? I be, I want to think that too, but nobody what, ever questions it. There's kind of everybody's a sheep, man. Yeah, <laughs> everybody just kind of falls in lines with, you know, I, I it's pretty much goes along the line with you kind of fall in line with your your circle or who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. um, and people started to say that about me. Oh well, Ray, you have these particular views, or um, this is what was said, you know, amongst a group of your peers. Well, that's not always a reflection of me and my thoughts. In my views, mm -hmm. because I'm a free thinker, I, you know, I have the ability to look at things from, you know, different angles and not just take one answer or, you know, one view and say, oh, yeah, that's it. That that's that's the one. Yeah. You and, I'm, I, and I'm OK with being open to, oh, OK, well, I didn't think of it that way. Oh, you're, you're, you're right. I, I never thought of it that way. So, you know, I'm open to myself to be able to be more, you know, of a free thinker than, you know, just taking something as absolute truth or absolute, you know, power. Mm -hmm. There was a time in human history, literally less than, you know, five, six years ago, where someone, part of someone's introspection, their ability to just think about what their beliefs are and stuff, they would think, oh man, they would hear a piece of information and go, man, I want to believe that, but is it true? And now people don't do that. It's just, I want to believe that, so it must be true. And that's how people form these hardcore extreme opposite views of just everything that I ha believe happens to be fact and everything that this person believes happens to be fact. And there's, that's just not the case. You know, you should always check, make sure, verify, you know, trust, but verify. So you can have your sources you can trust them, but then verify them. They might be wrong. Yeah, verify it on Facebook people. And they might have the best <laughs> intentions. Verify it with Facebook. Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, no, don't verify it with Facebook. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, so back to the, to the, the rights versus rights thing. I, I genuinely think if you just picture you walking around with like a hula hoop around you or a, or a big bubble, right? A big circle around you. Um, and that's the, those are your rights and you, everywhere you go, they are. But once you start asserting your rights or your freedoms into someone else's bubble, you're impeding on their rights and freedoms. Correct.
And that's where things get messy. Because if I have the right to bring a gun to daycare, then this woman no longer has a right to feel safe bringing her kid there. And then at the end of the day, you have two things that are, you know, you would consider to be American things, which are safety and freedom in conflict with each other. Freedom is a very convoluted thing. It really, because like you said, it's somebody's freedom. You know, one person's freedom could be infringing on another person's. So there's no finite line of, you know, who's in the right, who's in the wrong, you know, and this is, this is why I say freedom comes with the cost. I mean, you, you would think it's that got stipulations. This, yeah, you, you would think that in this day and age, for example, I have the right and the freedom to not want to be vaccinated. That should be my right to not, you know, to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to decline and pass on that. However, you have particular agendas and workplaces that are saying, hey, we want our, our staff to be 100 percent compliant with getting this vaccine. Well, what happened to, you know, vaccines being a right? You know, um, you sh to to be able to, to decide, it. yeah. But now your arm is being twisted to say, okay, well, you don't have to do it, but you you can't work here anymore. So it's just such a great area of you know freedoms and you know who's enforcing these freedoms that mm -hmm. can be infringing upon your freedom. It's just it's such a sticky, sticky place. Yeah, it's, and I feel like the one thing that's lacking in all of it. I don't know how this would work. This isn't a, this isn't me suggesting a solution, but there's there's supposed to be some sort of North Star, right, that we all agree on. And originally that was the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and everything. But now it's just people cherry pick what they want to think is the most important thing. You know, it's very strange. And like you said before, there's there's extremes on both ends of the spectrum. You know, you and I both are believe in the second amendment, but I also don't believe that people should be able to walk around with, you know, Uzi strapped to their chest at, to daycare and, you know, wah, wah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, well, that's like some of the social experiments you see where, you know, in gun carrying States, you'll see a guy walking down the street, you know, with an AR 15 strapped to his back. And it's kind of like some people will say, Oh, that's cool to be able to do that. And then other people will say, you know, well, why is that even necessary? Yeah. You know, so it's it, it depends on who you are. Some people are so comfortable around guns. They've been brought up with them. They handle them well. But just because you may be responsible with your firearms doesn't mean the guy with the AR-15 strapped to his back is going to be as responsible or as conscious with his, his weapon as you are. You ever get so pissed off that you break or throw something? For sure. Yeah, me too. You ever get so pissed off that you break or throw something and then immediately realize that that's something that meant something to you and you just ruined something sentimental and you would have never done that ever in a million years if you if it wasn't for that state of rage that you were in? People don't. You could be responsible all day long when your mental state changes. And I'm not talking about mental health or you develop some sort of condition. I'm talking about just some you suspect somebody of wronging you in some sort of way. Things change, you know, things, your emotional state, your mental state, it changes, especially in densely populated areas like this, because I will walk outside right now with a big smile on my face, ear to ear. And by the time I get two blocks away, I'm ready to kill somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to just like, I've already almost gotten run over by two separate people who yeah. were on their phones, weren't looking at me and everything. I'm just like, I'm fed up and I could very easily see somebody losing it 
on a daily basis. You know, I, I, as much as I think people should be able, you know, you obviously have the right to bear arms. I also think you have the right to settle disagreements verbally or with fists. So at the end of the day, you know, you could, you could fight, but you could live to see another day. Like you don't yeah, need to, it doesn't nobody, have to end in somebody dying and somebody else going to jail. And arguing is kind of one of those things where arguing to me is kind of dumb because nobody has a, people have arguments and not conversations. Well, arguments almost never end so in a arguments, resolution. Never because everybody's trying to preach about how they're right. And they dig their heels in more on each either side. If I have a view and you have a view and I'm defending my view and you're defending your view, there's no world in which yeah, nobody's come, listening. Yeah. Nobody's we're not listening ever to ever listening to each other. You're talking over each other. Yeah, exactly. And the, 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 the other person is not able to process. I mean, you can be spitting facts, but the other person is so on the defensive and so, you know, brazen and trying to get across their points that nobody's listening to each other. Yeah. I don't, and I don't know where that comes from. That's an ego thing. You know, I have, I have a, big issue and vendetta against ego in general. I think people should just kill their egos. Be open to being wrong. It's okay. Like if you if you have two people like that, I'm the person that's just like, if I say, hey, I'm right, and someone else says, no, you're wrong, I'm right. I'm thinking, are they right? Maybe they are right. You know, oh, you hit me. No, you, you know, you bumped me with your shopping cart. No, you bumped me with your with your shopping cart. And I'm like, did I bump them with my shopping cart first? Maybe I did. Hey, maybe you're right. In my bad. And I walk away and there's no law. I didn't lose into, you know, my integrity. I didn't lose. I'm not emasculated by somebody, you know, having bumped somebody's. Maybe I was right. Maybe I was wrong. It doesn't actually matter though, does it? No. So I, I really, I just, in order to diffuse situations, like just don't even have the fuse on you. Like just don't, it, there's always a possibility that you're wrong. And there's always a possibility that you're right. But from the other person's perspective, you're wrong. Man, and every, you have to be okay with that. Everybody is so wound up and stressed out, I feel, that I think everybody is is just ready to pop. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can look at a lady that's sweet as pie, and she might be ready to lose it. I mean, you have that video that just surfaced from Short Hills, Hills Mall, um, I think a couple of days ago, where a woman has a full-blown meltdown. That was in Short Hills? I it saw was that. was Short Hills Mall. I didn't know, and, know she that had was a full-blown panic attack. I, I don't know what was going on. She looked crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, in she like was, the gap. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the woman that was recording saying, or Victoria's oh, Secret. I can re-record her. I can record her. I have the right to record her. But, yeah, you kind of have the you have the right to record her and and get what footage you need to protect yourself in mm -hmm. case law, you know, in case you know the authorities can't come to you or whatever. Say and it shows that you're innocent. But why continue to put fuel on a fire? Well, the lady that was recording just kept kind of like she's egging her on, egging her on. Yeah. Like I would have recorded it just to kind of protect myself. Say, look, I didn't touch this lady. She's clearly having a breakdown and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. some people may say, Ray, well, she should be able to keep her phone on. And uh, I'm not saying she shouldn't. She's not allowed to. I'm saying she should have just kept what she needed and kept it moving and diffuse the situation. Just remove yourself out of that situation. I think as a photographer, I think that photography rights has a place in that conversation. Because if you, I, if I, you're out in public right now, I have the right to walk right up to you and take your photo. But if you tell me not to, then I can't. I can take candid photos of people sitting and drinking coffee on the sidewalk. 
all day long, as long as I want, as long as I'm not on private property or the person I'm photographing isn't on private property. And that's even still a gray area. If I'm standing on private property and you're on, or, or excuse me, if I'm standing on public property in the middle of the street and I'm taking pictures of you in a private setting, that's where a gray area happens. Cause I should be able to take pictures of the white house, for example, if I'm standing off, you know, on public property, taking pictures in, you know, at one of the windows that's technically should be legal. But you shouldn't also be able to take pictures of people with a zoom lens that are in the shower from a quarter mile away. Um, but photography rights, if somebody, it doesn't matter if you're in a public space, if somebody tells you, do not photograph me, you're not supposed to be able to, which is why I never understood how paparazzi work, because celebrities should just be able to tell, able to tell them no photos. And then everyone has to turn their camera off. But it's just, it's not getting applied anywhere. You can't take pictures of somebody who says, I don't want you to. Because that's a violation of their rights. So your right as a photographer to take pictures in public spaces extends up to the point where somebody tells you it's violating their rights to privacy or their rights to um, discretion. They, they just don't want to be seen out in public or they don't want to be seen wearing what they're wearing. It doesn't matter. They may not want to be seen with a particular person that they're not supposed to be with. <laughs> exactly. They might be out with somebody that's you know, incriminating well, that, we, them. We got into that when we were doing, um, you know, the the shows where you know waivers had to be signed in order to you know be on video because you know would, you yeah. never know somebody was like oh you know you caused my divorce because i was out with my girlfriend and my wife saw me and yeah yeah we used to film uh the lingerie shows at a lot of bars and stuff like that and people go bars is the number one people take side chicks and and you know side guys i don't know what you would call that um but you know it's, it's where you take dates for the most part people go out to bars or they go to these clubs and it it can be, yeah, it could ruin somebody just being seen in the wrong place at the at the right time. But um, in terms of that woman going crazy and being on camera, I don't know what I don't know the full story of it. I don't know what happened to her to cause her to flip out like that. But I do know that there is some level of harassment taking place if you are refusing to put your camera away and still holding it in somebody's face after they've told you repeatedly not to. There, there's some form of harassment taking place there. Yeah, a lot of people, I mean, I read a thread on that video and a lot of people are saying, you know, cameras or video shouldn't be allowed to be taken in public places. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's I, not I disagree. True. That's not true. You know how many cameras protect a lot of people, uh, you know, and it's just. They have changed, revolutionized the court system, the yeah. justice system. Yeah. You know, video evidence is critical nowadays. Everyone. There's never before in human history has there been a time when everyone is carrying around a video camcorder. You know, it, it's maybe cameras in the past people have had. And sometimes things would get caught by a photographer nearby or someone who's taking photos. But man, that the chances of that were so slim that you have photographic evidence of something. Nowadays, everybody has everybody. an evidence everybody recording device. Yeah, everyone has an evidence recording device. Um, and speaking of that, did you see recently that there are... Um, Police officers are now playing songs, uh, licensed music, Taylor Swift, Kendrick Lamar, uh, The Beatles, all these different artists. They're playing music from their phones and just sticking it in their front pockets while people are recording them doing potentially things they shouldn't be doing. Because then that's no longer, you can't publish it anymore because it's, it's a violation of music rights. If you tried to put it on the internet, it will immediately get taken down. Wow. So they're actually using music sort of as a way to interfere with potential evidence. And there's this weird gray area where it's like, this has never been 
this has never occurred before. We don't know if this is right or wrong or whatever it is. It's clearly wrong because cops clearly are wrong. clearly doing stuff to kind of cover their ass or protect themselves from something, doing anything. something that they probably know they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And in my opinion, if you're obstructing some sort of evidence, you know, potential, it's, you know, you are, it's the same thing as holding your finger over the camera of your vest cam. You know, you're obstructing a potential evidence recording device, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that I just thought was bizarre. And I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, cops are a-holes. Like, that's a that's a very clever trick. And I wonder how it's going to turn out in terms of the legality of it. It's also, I wonder how the legality of recording a stranger on the street and recording a police officer on the street is going to be seen in the future. Well, you know, time will tell. I don't really have an opinion on either. I just think it's wild. <laughs> yeah, I think people should always be able to protect themselves. That's really it. Yeah. So in terms of... Back on the firearms thing. So if if someone's walking down the street and they think that they have the right to have a gun and all this other stuff, and we agree with that, it's, you know, see your second amendment, right? Yada, yada. Where does that have a place in states like New York and New Jersey? It's, and it doesn't. Unfortunately, it doesn't. I know. But There's no way you can just let, and I don't mean to say, you, you can't let boroughs, certain boroughs, you know, you, you just can't. It would be... It would be Armageddon. Dude, it, it'd it be like that movie, what is it, um, Escape New York? Yeah, yeah, Kurt Russell? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't do that. Just and, and this is why the gun laws there are so stringent, because people in certain states have already proved that they can't handle, you know, open carry or concealed carry. That's mm -hmm. really what it is. We've proven that we don't have the ability to do it. We're not there yet. You got too many vigilantes who think that they're, you know, because they go to the range and they shoot targets, that they're able to have the same level of, you know, military type training of being able to distinguish between different types of people. And, you know, if there's a, if there's a, um, a suspect or something in a building and there was a mass shooting and the police are entering the building and you're in the street and you see a person up in a window and you think I'm a, I'm going to be a citizen savior Yeah, man. That and you start shooting so and ugly. you're shooting in the same direction as the police. And, you know, it's, it's just not a good look. Like you don't have the same procedural training as a police officer, or maybe you do. And you know, this conversation doesn't apply to you because you're, you're a cop or you're, you know, whatever. But for the most part, you know, there was that video a while ago of uh, Dan Bilzerian. There was that shooting in, in Arizona or was it Las, Las Vegas or something Las like Vegas. that? There was a video of him running up to the cops, hiding behind the barricades and trying to ask the cops to give him their gun so that he could <laughs> take out the, the shooter. Like, you're going to take this away from a trained professional who knows procedure and you're just going to give this to, like, basically a, a giant dumbbell and he's going to run around with it? Like, that's that's the solution? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't feel too comfortable. I mean, there's a show called 100 Humans where they did a social experiment, okay? It's kind of messed up. But they gave the contestants, you know, a, a handgun with blanks in it. And they had suspects jump from behind barriers mm -hmm. only one of the suspects would have a gun everybody else is unarmed and every one of the trials the unarmed black man that <laughs> jumped from behind the barrier was shot yeah and i'm not saying that to be funny but in this you know experiment to where they would interview the people after the experiment was open 
and say, well, why did you shoot there? And people can't even justify it. Yeah, they, I think they, I saw this. Th- there's a woman, you know, who just actually broke down and cried. She felt so bad. She was like, I don't know. I definitely saw this. People are, it, even the black guy shot the black guy. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> it's, I, I wish bro, I knew what it was. I watched this experiment like 50 times and I'm like, Man, this is kind of messed up. I'm kind of glad that people can't open carry because people are afraid of someone or something that's different from them and also a preconceived notion that a particular type of person is dangerous. Yeah. I got, you know, a little bit of muscles and a, you know, a shaved head and a beard. I may be I'm the nicest guy that you'll ever meet, but to others who don't know me, I'm I could be, you know, an aggressive looking guy. Mhm. Last thing I want is somebody who's not trained carrying a firearm and, like you said, cross paths with somebody and feel threatened by me. And, you know, not saying that they would shoot me, but at least pull their weapon on me or put their hand on the hip because, you know what, now I'm looking at them and you, why you got your hand on your hip? Now I got my hand on mine. So yeah. it would, yeah, I just don't think that we're all there as far as everybody being able to to, to carry. Especially in our areas, you're basically taking uh, an entire population of people who already have an itchy trigger finger just in society they already have they're already it's a hair trigger and now you're just going to put a gun in their hand and that's just that's just not a good look maybe if we were maybe if we were all nicer to each other if we were kind you know what i mean if we weren't all constantly trying to kill each other you know on social media or with our hands or whatever it is it's it's different if we were all like a peaceful community of people and they're like hey guys you know, you have this right to, to have firearms if you want to go to the shooting range, if you want to, you know, if you feel like you need to have it in your business, your, your home, and protect you, da, da, da. People be like, okay, that's interesting. I'm going to learn about it. I want to I learn about this and what's the responsibilities involved. And you are asking way too much of people. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen that way. You're asking way too much. I have no faith in humanity. I'm sorry, people. People go to the gun. We, we go to the gun shop all the time. People go to the gun shop. You could tell who's in there and who's, who's like, that's it. I'm getting a gun. <laughs> Today's the day. It's typically not because you're feeling good or positive about things. You typically feel threatened or afraid or you're feeling aggressive and you're like, I need to go get something to protect myself. It's not just you and I having, you know, not having a faith that people know how to handle themselves. I mean, look what happened during COVID. Bro, there's no guns in any store because every American went out and armed themselves. Mm -hmm. Why? Because nobody trusts nobody. Everybody thinks that, you know, if something happens, you know, things are going to go to shit. I believe the same thing. I have no faith that people will do the right thing. No, they won't. And the minority of us are actually thinking about that responsibility. Most people, if they just went to the store and they just got a firearm because they didn't want to feel safe walking home alone at night, they're going to be walking down that dark alleyway and that thing's not going to be holstered. They're going to have it in their hand, finger hovering over the trigger, being scared, going to their car that they're going to get jumped. And when somebody pops out and asks for a cigarette, dude's getting murked, <laughs> you know, instantly. Yeah, it, be... There's not a, you know, there's, it's tough because you could have somebody casually stroll up to you and stab you in the stomach. Or you could have somebody pop out of nowhere and say, are you, are you into hip hop? Would you like to buy, buy my album? You know, like how many times you, it, people approach you differently? And it could be, somebody could approach you threateningly with something positive. Listen, people call cops on kids for selling candy without permit. Or having have- cap guns. <laughs> Yo, we had the cops called on us so much as kids running around with cap guns. You remember, like, cap guns were yeah, a big thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, all the time, cops were being called on us. And I'm, I'm thinking about it now. I'm just like, and there was never an issue because they were like, it's kids. It's probably cap guns. 
But nowadays you see people getting shot with pulling their cell phones out of their pocket. So I don't know. I don't know what's changed. I feel like everything's changed. Everything. Everything has changed on all sides. Everybody's I if I had a young kid, I wouldn't allow for fingers. them to walk around with a cap, like a, a, a realistic cap gun, like how we used to. Yeah. No way. No way. I had like a Beretta um, replica cap gun. Nope. Those days are gone. Everything's yellow tips, orange tips. And then, you know, like you got some kids that are, revolver. Yeah, kids are still, you know, spray painting the tips on them. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want it to look cool or you're making YouTube videos or TikTok videos or whatever. Um, Damn internet. The internet ruined everything. I feel like it did, though. I'm interested to hear the feedback on this episode because I think we had some polarizing topics. And, you know, I'm sure everyone feels some type of way or some type of other way. And the only thing that I ask is that we all just hear each other out and that we're, you know, we understand that we all have different perspectives and we all have the right to those different perspectives. Um, and we also have the ability to listen to each other and understand where people are coming from, you know, why, why you feel a certain way versus why you, why you feel the opposite. So. Yeah. And, and that's one thing is nobody ever takes a moment to put themselves in somebody else's shoes. Mm -hmm. Never. Yeah. Stand back and sit and reflect for a moment. Bro, I've caught myself quite a few times over the last couple of years um, putting myself in somebody else's shoes and seeing how they would feel about it. You know how many times I've been wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I've had to be like, oof, I kind of messed up on that one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you have to be more, people need to be more self-aware. They need more self-aware and they need to understand that just because your experience is your experience doesn't mean that that's everybody's experience. Not all black people are threatening. Not yet. Not all black people are, are trying to rob you. If you didn't know, Karen, if you're listening. Please don't shoot me, Karen. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to clutch your purse so hard. Yeah. I don't mind if you walk to the other side of the street, but. You're more likely to help somebody with their groceries than attack them. <laughs> but somebody's more likely to see you as potentially attacking them than helping with their groceries. And it's messed up. Damn it, society. Yeah. Well, I think this is it. This has been uh, episode number five. So we're, yeah, moving we're just along. moving right on along, man. Once again, thank you guys so much for the support and uh, checking us out here with the Ghost Shadow Podcast. And this is Ray Vegas, and we are signing out.